The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. The Underdog Sports Podcast Network presents Hang Time, a pro basketball podcast. Welcome everybody to the welcome back to the Hangtime podcast. Uh we we had to get our lives in order but we're, uh, especially me. But we're good now. I'm Will Posnan and I'm joined by my co-host Newark Liberty Center Kia Stokes. Hello, hello. <laughs> Finally back on episode. It's been forever it feels like. <laughs> I know. It's been it's been my fault, but uh I'm sure people are going to forgive us because well me, they're going to forgive me cuz you know, there's a pandemic happening. Oh, there is? I haven't heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. I think it's like the worst one since influenza. <laughs> oh, wow. It's wild out here. Actually, funny story. Um, I was reading, I was on Twitter today. Let me see if I can find it. I took a picture because I'm currently in Iowa with my mother. And Iowa was trending. On Twitter this morning, and it says Iowa never closed. Now it leaves in growing COVID nineteen cases in the U.S. Oh, for so no reasons. Yeah, great, good job, Iowa. You, <laughs> great job. But yeah, anyways, that's how I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, no, that is when you when you open with funny story. I I thought it was actually going to be something funny, not oh the state is <laughs> being mismanaged terribly. I'm going to have to. <laughs> I came back from Turkey only to be in a even more mismanaged place. Yep. So this is awesome. <laughs> well, uh, I think people that listen are gonna, you know, they're probably curious about what it was like for you to find out about the pandemic in Turkey and then come back to the U.S. Did you have to? Well, let's start at the beginning. But I'm also very curious about what it was like. In terms of, did you have to immigrate back through customs, and was that a nightmare? But start. What was it like finding out about the pandemic in Turkey? Um. So we were in Turkey, and for the longest, Turkey didn't have any cases, or so that's what was reported. So our season was going on, you know, as normal as possible. They ended up uh, for our last two games, we didn't have fans. Um. But that was after. Like, the French League got canceled, Italian League got canceled, Spanish League got canceled, Russian League got canceled. So all these leagues got canceled. But we're still over here, you know, traveling to wherever and playing in games. So we're all just like, what is going on? And then they said, you know, yeah, right? Then they said no fans for – that was a week. And then after our last game, I would say we played on a, a Saturday. And then they had a meeting on the next Tuesday. And the meeting said – we're just going to suspend the league for three weeks. So then, like, on that Thursday, two days later, like, we were on a flight back to America. Our GM called us and was like, I think they're going to close the airports in Turkey down. Like, we want you guys to get home safe. And if we have to come back out here, we'll come back out here. But it'll be at least three weeks, blah, blah, blah. So that was actually good that she told us, like, book your flight. Yeah, which was very rare because sometimes – you know, they don't want you to leave just in case, you know, in three weeks, if we have a game, they want you here. But um, no, she was like super cool about it. Then we landed. When I tell you I was on a flight, I've never seen so many Americans on a flight going back to America. Like it was all athletes. I'm okay, maybe not all, but I would say like 40% of the, the flight was athletes. I don't know what teams they played for, but I could just tell. I was like, you're an athlete, you're an athlete. I know you, 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 and you. Um, but yeah, so then we landed in Chicago and there was nobody in the airport. Customs was like half a second long. Nobody had to get stopped. There was no extra like security, no testing. So it was a little, a little nerve wracking. Um, but also I think it was because Turkey was on one of the, like the list where it's, it's not in the union. So you didn't have to like go through extra screening. Like it wasn't on the red zone yet. So I think that was kind of why. Cause then my, my homeboy, he flew from Greece. And he had to get the extra testing, which was just go in the extra room, take your temperature, and if you're fine, then you leave. That was it? Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, apparently 
that's one of like the biggest uh i guess misfires of this whole thing is all the people that flew back especially from italy they had them all in close proximity with each other at the airport yeah. and that was like and especially at the new york airport you guys are kind of lucky that you flew into chicago because apparently jfk was like just a breeding ground for this thing yeah well when um they were probably like a week before we ended up getting home. There was like those videos going around where like O'Hare, there was custom design that was like seven hours in New York was like five hours. So I'm like, oh, hell no. Like I ain't trying to go back home right now and wait in customs for these, you know, five, six hours. But luckily, like throughout the whole week, they kind of like started shutting down flights or canceling flights. And then by the time that I actually landed, we were the only flight that was there. So and of course, I was business because... <laughs> I don't. I, that's a long flight. I just can't do it anymore. Once you fly business, you can't go back. But anyway, so when I'm when I first on the, I get first off the plane, and then when you're first, you kind of, you're you know first through everything, and even the people that were I seen in economy, they were you know right next, like right behind me. Like it was, it went through, went by so fast. So a little nerve wracking actually. If anybody criticizes you for flying business, then we can just. <laughs> point to all of the basketball players that are flying around in private jets just between their houses. Right. Like, yes, that would be, that's what I aspire to be. Have yeah. so many houses in a private jet where I can just go as I please, but uh, yeah, don't know if that's ever going to happen. Well, that's what Dwayne Wade does. Dwayne Wade, he has, you know, three of his kids at one house and three at the other, and he takes a jet from one, no, I, I mean, they're all with him, but he, he has a lot of houses and he takes jets from house to house. I mean, I would if I could, but I can't, so. So can't let somebody now. be like, oh, business class, you think you're better than me? No, I don't think I'm better than you. I just prefer business, that's all. That's uh, all it is. But, but that's great that, so at least it's great that uh, you weren't really at risk at any time because you were luckily in Turkey and not in Italy or Russia or China or wherever, you know, like. I'm sure you have, yeah. do you have any friends playing in China or Italy? Um, I had a lot of friends playing in China, but I had a, a really good friend who was playing in Wuhan, actually. And then they, the Chinese league is actually pretty cool because in like between, okay, in December until some point in January, they have like a month break. So she went home beginning of January or December, sorry. And then throughout that month break, you know, it's kind of when shit started happening. So then luckily for her, she was like, oh, the league got canceled. So she didn't have to go back, which was like a blessing because that could have been really bad for her. So she kind of missed out on the, the craziness of it all. Um, but yeah, so China, they were canceled super fast. And then um, I have a couple of people who are still overseas now um, just because it was hard to get flights to go back to America or super expensive or they saw how bad America was and they're just like, I'll just take my chances over here. And well, one girl actually has a French passport, so she's just there because I mean, she likes France. She's French. She speaks French. So France, France yeah. isn't a bad place to be right now. I think France is probably yeah. a little safer than Iowa. I'm just glad that I got back safe. It's kind of. It's one of those things where it's like we maybe we would have been safe, you know, staying in Turkey because they did have a limited number of cases at the time. Now I'm not even sure where they're at, but there's just one thing about like being home, even if you're in more danger, you just feel like better being home, like in your own country. So it's kind of one of those things. No, it's definitely safer here than Turkey because, uh, I mean, you know, Italy, Greece, and Turkey, there's there's like a lot of people going in between those countries legally mm -hmm. and illegally and it's just like they share a population it's kind of like how you know the u.s and mexico it's like if one of us gets sick the other is going to get sick because we have a lot of people that spend time in both places yeah so i'm just glad i got out of there when i did they told us we got a text yesterday actually that said there's gonna be a meeting um this week and then they're gonna decide what the ruling is for the rest of the season in my mind i thought we were already canceled i forgot it was only a i forgot it was only a temporary suspension <laughs> i was like oh damn i hope we don't have to go back yeah we decided that we're gonna fly you back and we're gonna limit the fans to 10 fans per game yeah it's canceled it's for sure yeah so we'll see 
Like, I, mean, like, I don't even think. Say it again. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say. I know for a while. I don't know if it's still true, but Turkish like all flights in and out of Turkey have been canceled. Like the airports are shut down. So I don't even know if we'd be able to get back in if they even like had a season. So. I mean, even if they tell you to come back, you you just shouldn't because, I mean, it's also the season's basically over. It's ending soon, I would imagine, unless they're going to delay it, in which case that would get in the way of WNBA stuff. I don't know. I I don't think it makes sense to go back. It doesn't make any sense, but, you know, no disrespect to any, you know, foreign countries that aren't America, but... You know, us Americans are used to certain things, and other countries don't do things the way we think they should do things, so we think it's weird, but they be doing some weird stuff over there, so. Yeah, like what? Like, just, like, their mentality is, like, how they go about things. It's just different, like, for, okay, the biggest thing that I've always had, I want to say a problem, but that I think it just takes getting used to is that, you know, in the WNBA, you know, your coaches and administration, they see you as professionals. They see you as... Just make sure you get to practice on time, film on time, make it to the bus on time, do your job, you know, you're free, you're professional, just like get your work done. Whereas overseas, it's like, oh, we have to do this and this and your curfew is this. And after a game, yeah, and it's like after the game, you can't go eat with your friends, you have to go back on the bus unless you have a day off. Like, it's just rules like that where you just feel like... I'm not a professional. Like, I feel like I'm in college kind of thing where they just try to control a lot of what you do, which just takes up getting used to. I mean, once you're used to it, you're just like, all right, that's how it is. But for a while, you're just like, damn, come on now. Like, let me have some freedom. Like, we had, we had like three days off one time and they're like, okay, you have three days off, three days off, but you have to stay in Istanbul. I was like, what? I was like, what if I want to go somewhere for three days? Like, that's a long time overseas. Like, especially in Turkey, everywhere is like, Less than two hour, like less than a two hour flight. Like, of course, I'm gonna go somewhere else, yeah, or at least go somewhere else in Turkey. Like, they got other cities with beaches in Turkey. Yeah, like, I could, could go to Ibiza for three days. Yeah, but just stuff like that. You're just like, oh, okay, like suck it up. This is how it is over here. Oh, the other thing is roommates. Like, yeah. they are so set on like having a roommate, and I had to put my contract like, no, like my own room, please. They're like, oh, this is so weird, like. I'm like, you got people who are 30 plus that are married with kids, making them share a room like with someone. I just think that's wild. Well, the WNBA just got rid of that, right? No more roommates? Yes. Yes. But also the WNBA, like, they want to make a big deal. If you want your own room, you have to just pay for it. Like, they're not going to make an issue about it. They're not going to make an issue if you pay for your own room and then your boyfriend or girlfriend comes and stays with you. Like, they don't care. But in Turkey... If your boyfriend or girlfriend wants to come stay with you before the game, they're like, no, you can't do it. Like, they have to stay at a new hotel, a different hotel. Like, it's just different. So, Got but yeah, it. just different. Are you guys doing the meetings on Zoom? Um, I've had a couple. We haven't had our team one yet. Supposedly it's going to happen sometime in the next couple weeks, but until then, no. Okay. Which I'm not upset about because I think Zoom calls – I just feel like with more than, honestly, with more than eight people, I just feel like everyone's just going to try to talk at once, and then it's just going to be a, yeah. No, I'm going to be open-minded to it, yeah. I, I mean, so, I hate Zoom meetings, but it's what we got to do, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, just, like, put it in a group chat, just text everybody, because then you can read at your own pace, respond to your, at your own pace, <laughs> talk to somebody privately at your own pace, like, on a Zoom call, you can have new sidebars. Like, if like we had a real team meeting, <laughs> we had a real team meeting, and I'm sitting next to Kia Nurse, and somebody would say something like, yo, why did she say that? <laughs> like, you could always listen to them, but on a Zoom call, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can, you know what you can do is, like, there's a chat thing. You can message other people privately, but it's risky because you try to send something private, and you send it to the whole group, and then you're fucked. Oh, uh, see, I'm not good at Zoom like that. I've only, like I said, I've only been on a few calls, so... Not really sure how it works yet. <laughs> I don't want to risk it. I don't. I don't want to get in trouble. I mean, that's like I'm gonna say anything bad, but yeah, you know, you're a loose cannon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows what I'm gonna say. <laughs> no, but I think that uh, the group chats are better. The only thing I don't like about work group chats is when people try to contribute to them on like at 6 p.m. on a Saturday, and you're like, nobody's paying us right now. This is 
text me or I don't want to see this. Right. Like, this is not on my mind right now. Please leave me alone. <laughs> so, uh, if people, if people have been checking you out on Instagram, they know that you're, you're doing yoga like every day. Yeah. I'm like basically a professional yogi. I don't even know if that's a real term. That is. But, that's the right term. That's how professional you are. So, you want to know what's funny is that um, before. Okay, so last summer, uh, when I wasn't playing, I was trying to get healthy. I <laughs> went to Greece. I went to Mykonos uh, before I came back to America. And I was just, you know, on a little vacation to center myself and whatever, relax. So, I was on this boat, and then I met this couple. And these two girls who were amazing, they're like, one's from like Scotland, and one's from I- or London. And they were like super into fitness. And I was like, oh, okay, awesome. So, you know, I followed on Instagram. We went out to like a couple bars while I was there. But anyway, super friendly. So I seen one of the girls, her name is Kate. I seen her on her Instagram. She does all this yoga stuff, like all these yoga lessons. And I was like, oh my God, like, can I join in your yoga classes? So she does yoga every day. Well, she's in London right now. So it's like three in the morning our time. But she sends me all her yoga sessions. And then I just do them and I've gotten so much better. But I just think it's awesome because like I met these two girls like random in Mykonos in Greece. And then I still talk to them like almost every day. I just thought it was really cool. But that's awesome. They're my that's friends. a great story. Yeah, like they're so fun. And like her yoga videos are so cute because like first of all, she's like a beast at them. So I'm just like that one I'm in awe. What's her, her Instagram in case people wanna check it out? Um let me see. So if you send it to me, I can also like put it in the bio for the show. It's um it's K Wells Fitness, like the letter K Wells W E L L S Fitness. Um her subscriptions are like forty bucks a month, I think. But like she gives them to me for free because like we're friends. But you know, I for her, like I send her money because like I think she's that awesome. But, and you're um, balling. You're flying business class, going to Mykonos. <laughs> I love that whenever you do something nice for yourself, you always act like there's going to be people mad at you for just – like, I, you know, I've I've flown to Europe too a couple of times, but if I mention it down <laughs> here, I'm not expecting backlash. Right. Well, I just want to like – I don't know. They're just like super cool. But also her accent is amazing, I think, because she's like – and not, I can't even do an accent. I'm not even gonna try. No, but. what's what's your Irish accent? That's how <laughs> no, 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 no. Judge no, her no, accent the, is by how you do your accent. Nope, nope. I'm not gonna do it. I'm definitely <laughs> not going to do it. I'm not. I would embarrass myself. In my mind, I can do it very good, but what accent reality, can you do I really well? Do you have like a? Can you do a Turkish accent? Is there any accent that you go, Loki? I can kill this accent. Absolutely not. Okay. Like no, that is not one of my <laughs> my strong suits. <laughs> not at all but yeah so i do yoga her yogas me and um my brother's girlfriend we do it like almost every day so we're both getting pretty pretty good at it nice what's your uh what's your day-to-day like right now you're you're in iowa you're oh before we go off the yoga thing people that listen to i don't know if we talked about uh you know you had a couple of nagging injuries last season in Turkish league, but you feel great right now. Do you want this on the podcast? I can always edit it out. I mean, I mean yeah, yeah, I don't care. I mean, I was feel great. That's all I wanted to say. Is yeah, I feel great now. Like a million times better. Like feel amazing. Body is great. I'm honestly due to quarantine. I feel like I'm in great shape. All I do is work out all day, every day. But going back to my routine, I'll answer that for you. So <clears throat> this is my schedule. So I wake up every morning about, like, between 8 and 10, depending on how I slept. Then when I get up, my mom – I'm her personal trainer now, so I work out my mom. And usually, like, I basically I kill her, you know. <laughs> so I, I should take it easy on her, but she likes it, I think. I mean, she's still doing it. So. Do you say work out my mom. motivational shit to her, like – or are you more so, like, a drill sergeant, like, <laughs> trying to break her actively? You want to know what's funny is <laughs> – so there was one day where I'm just having her jump rope for 10 seconds, right? And jump rope, like, at first she couldn't do it because, like, when's the last time she jumped rope? Like, probably a long time ago. So she started jump roping, and then her hair started falling down. But so the, the drill was 10 seconds on, 20 seconds rest, right? Like, two or three times. I don't remember. So she jumps rope, she jump ropes to 10 seconds, and her hair is falling down. 
So she tries to like take it and undo it and like try to put it back up in the 20 seconds, but she's late. So I'm like, mom, come on, like jump. I was like, don't worry about your hair, just jump, jump. I was like, you wasting time, mom, you wasting time. And she's like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was like, because of that, you got two more jump ropes to do. So I be doing stuff like that. Like, <laughs> I might be on a little power trip. I don't know, but yeah, she's been doing like she's been doing really, really good though. Like I'm kind of impressed. I was like, oh, wow, I don't think you would be able to do that, but she did, so I, I am impressed by her, but she really is, like, up for the challenge, so I'm surprised, like, I'm very happy she hasn't quit, which is good, but anyways, yeah, um, so wake up, work out my mom, then I'll usually work out after her for, I don't even know what, like, an hour, 30 minutes, an hour and a half, like, whatever I feel like, and then usually, you know, go eat, go outside, watch tv and then like in the afternoon uh me and my brother's girlfriend usually um do a little yoga session um you know we we got like really really good and then after that i literally do nothing with my day so i might go upstairs with my mom like watch a movie or a show or something or i'll play this video game i don't even like video games but i started playing them what game um so (laughs) my dad brought me like, when I first got back uh, to Iowa, my dad brought me my brother's old PlayStation 3. So I don't even know how many years ago that came out. Um, and this game called The Last of Us. It's like a zombie shooting game. It's actually, like, kind of addicting. So I can see why people play video games all day. Because it does kind of... It is fun. You're just um, preparing for the worst-case scenario for this COVID <laughs> shit. Just exercising and training yourself and shooting zombies. Yeah, right? Um... So yeah, and then like, so for the rest of the day, I'm literally like, I'll do, I do a million puzzles or play video games or watch TV or just listen to music. I'm hey, so, I told myself, how many pieces gonna... was that puzzle that you did the other day? Dude, oh my gosh. The Instagram one. <laughs> I mean, I Instagram a lot of them, but the one that was like a rainbow was 2,000 pieces. And I wanted to shoot myself in the face because it was so frustrating. Okay, I don't mean to make a joke about that because that's kind of a serious thing, but I was so frustrated. I was over it. And when I finished it, I was just, like, so much relief. And then, like, the next day I started another puzzle, and I just did the edges, and I haven't touched it since. Like, it's just sitting in the living room floor, because I'm like, I don't even want to do puzzles no more. Like, I'm over it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I was over puzzles when I was, like, eight, so I can imagine. (laughs) And if anyone's mad at you for, uh, you know, if somebody wants to criticize you in any way, they should have to do a 2,000-piece puzzle first. Like, they want to get mad at you for flying business? Okay, 2,000 pieces. Because <laughs> that's insane. Right. I would ne- Nobody in 2020 is coping with shelter at home by doing puzzles besides you. Honestly, you would be surprised how many of my teammates are doing puzzles. Like, it's a thing. Y'all need to just it's give out it. your gamer tags and then play 2 I mean, that's what people want, I think, is just to play 2K with their favorite basketball players and stuff, you know? I mean that'd be a good idea, but I'm not I'm not really good at 2K. None of them. I mean I just got I just, you watch just the got good at shooting zombies. So no, I didn't. I didn't watch the tournament though. No. Yeah, it was uh it was rough. Basically every single there was like two basketball players where I went, oh they're as good as my friend who's okay at video games. Like most of them were just like, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't great uh, video game playing, but it was fun. I mean, it was fun watching basketball players uncomfortable with having to fill an hour with talking. That was the right. Point. Some were <laughs> I good. I can't even imagine. Some of them were good at it, but yeah. Who um, was good? Your friend Andre Drummond was pretty good at it. He was pretty good at just being congenial and fun. Like Demarcus Cousins was way too intense. But still, if you if you're a fan of his, you like him. Uh, who was like? I mean, I thought Trey Young and Devin Booker were both kind of corny. I didn't watch. I look, I only watched maybe like three games from it, and not no full games. I just watched. You know, I tuned in a couple mm-hmm. times. I wanted to see if it was watchable, and it wasn't. So I only watched <laughs> each player. I was interested in hearing them talk, and uh, that was. But yeah, Trey Young had a rough go, but he. Uh, He's he's really good at basketball, so I think he'll be okay. Yeah, like they're good at basketball. They they'll be fine. They're millionaires. Yeah. They'll get over it. <laughs> but you know, I think that uh, I think um, Andre Drummond, he's 
good at uh he's good at video games and good at talking while playing them. So there's a few. Yes, that you found education, baby. Even though he didn't go the full four years, but he was there. That's all that matters. Yeah. Well, he probably played more video games there in two years than you played in four. Uh, yes. Because I did not. My ex in college would play video games, and I would be right there supporting him. Woo, you got it, but I tried to play once, nah. Not for you? Nope. Nope. Nah, definitely not. Well, if people... if people Although this zombie game, I don't know. Yeah. What do you say? You, so you think you think zombie games are more your speed than sports games? <laughs> no, I think if I had a sports game, my dad only brought me two games: The Last of Us, and then this one, The Evil Within Us. I don't know; it looks spooky on the cover. Where are these games yeah, from? <laughs> listen, I had no questions. I was just like, "All right, I'm bored. I'll take it." But if I had a sports game, I'd probably play it. But. I don't want. I don't think I could do like lie against people. I I just too competitive. I would be too embarrassed. Yeah, like I want to be embarrassed because I'm like I'm not good. I know I'm not. Two, I just don't want to lose. So that would just make me even more mad. Can you play like the zombie game online? Uh, I don't know actually. I didn't try. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about it. I don't think anybody that listens has that game <laughs> i don't know i heard it's like super popular or it was i don't know this yeah. was like five six years ago at this point when it like first came out so i'm a little behind okay uh but whatever cool well the other the other big sports thing besides that 2k tournament is uh the WNBA draft which actually um i really i don't know if you watched but i thought they did a really good job of uh televising it in light of in light of you know the pandemic and everything the one thing i will say is did you hear about the uh the gift packages or the i don't know what you would call them but i guess the swag bags that they gave to players i didn't hear about it now okay well they were they they got some press because people said that they were like really nice but i don't think i think they should have made them they were like they were fine here. Let me let me tell you what was in the they sent like gift bags to every player who got drafted to uh to make it up for the fact that uh here let me look to make up for the fact that they didn't have uh the draft. Hmm. Um like in person. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to look up what was Oh, now they're not I don't know. You, you know what? You guys are popping right now because I looked up WNBA gift bags on like Google News, and there's like so many different articles about everything except that, but all WNBA stuff. Um, <laughs> we are popping right now, which is I a good guess sign. Sabrina just signed with Nike, so that's that's a cool thing. Um, I'm definitely not surprised by that. Of course, she's gonna. Sign oh, with one Nike. thing I wanted to mention when I because I looked up the Turkey travel thing. So two things. First of all. You can't – they still haven't opened up travel back with Turkey, so you don't have okay, to worry so. about that. <laughs> but also, apparently Turkey's sending the U.S. a lot of, like, aid and medical aid right now, so we should probably be nice to them. <laughs> uh, Definitely got to be nice to them. Also, I'm Turkish. Those are my people too. Oh, yeah. So. Thank you. Thank you for looking out <laughs> during this trying time for Americans like me. You are so welcome. Like, I could really vote if I wanted to. That's what's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna see what it is. Yeah, I'm gonna cut all this. Out. <laughs> uh, and I'm still trying to find. It was on ESPN, and now, uh, yeah, I can't find the contents of whatever. Um, oh, here it is. Okay, so this is where I will cut back into. This is at the. Let me just look up the time. Twenty-eight fifty-five. Okay, so. <coughs> So here is what they get in the uh, in the bags, um, and this I mean I remember when the the day of the draft people were like really into this, and I thought it was a cool idea, but I thought they could have went even further with it. So they get hats from every team so that they can wear the right hat if uh, if they get picked. They get a Snapchat code that. Um, if you type in the code, it gives you like a special, a special message, a welcome message that 
you can only hear if you type in this code. You okay. get... <laughs> what? Yeah, you thought you liked that idea? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, you get shirts. You get a key to represent that, you know, you have the keys to the league. Um, and then the other thing that I thought was really cool was a lot of the players, did you see that they had, like, personalized introductions to the league from various people around basketball? Like, mm -hmm. they had, like, Kevin Durant and Lisa Leslie, and uh, I think Magic Johnson did one. Oh, Russell Westbrook did one, and Kyrie Irving did one, where, like, mm -hmm. Kyrie Irving did his. Like, he was welcoming – I forget who he, he was welcoming to the league in his, but you could tell that he wanted to start – teaching her about Scientology or something at the end of it. Like, he was so on his own planet. I love Kyrie Irving. I love him, and I don't want him to ever change. I really don't want him to change. But I could not take any conspiracy theory he said seriously. <laughs> that's, that's funny. funny. I mean, that's a pretty cool little gift bag they got for him. I didn't know it was all that. I mean, I guess I saw it, because I'm like, dang, they got the hat already. How'd they know? But I don't know that they sent them one of every <laughs> team. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I thought the draft was incredible um, to be like completely virtual. And uh, it, it kind of sucks because those that moment, like when you get to walk on the stage, if you you know get invited, it's like once in a lifetime. It's an amazing experience. So it's kind of sad that they didn't get to experience that. But at the end of the day, you got drafted. That's kind of like an end goal. So I know they're all gonna be excited to start the season. Hopefully that it starts soon. Yeah, I, really hope I, it is. I think that uh, I agree with you completely that you would rather be drafted in person and get to walk on stage and stuff. But in light of everything and the other good thing about it was that since the world stopped, you had a lot of people probably watching it for the first time and they didn't drop the ball like they created a good TV product. And that's going to get more people to watch the next one when it's live and stuff. I think so too. I just, I think, like I said, it was incredible. I think, like, just how everyone had to be so, like, technically on point. I mean, there's a few couple times where it was lagged, but that's going to be, you know, expected. Of course, you can't be perfect, but I just thought it was incredible. And, you know, I just want to start the season. I just want to start. And let's talk about how, uh, you know, the Liberty drafted, you guys had, what, four picks, five picks, three in the first round? and Yeah, we had, like, one, what did we have, one, like nine, one, ten, and, yeah. Something one, like ten, and twelve, and then we had, like, thirteen and fifteen, and then we traded someone and then got, like, the tenth pick, so we ended up having, like, four first-round picks, I think. It was something crazy like that. I have to go back and look at all the logistics, but... We got a lot of really, really, really good young talent. It's going to be tough because I don't think all of the rookies that we drafted will be able to make the team if I count my numbers right. So. But I think that you guys drafted well, so they'll probably end up on teams. Also, uh, do you guys uh, – this is going to show me being dumb, but do you guys do you guys always have a third round? I didn't know that. Yep. So usually the way it goes is uh, – in the, well, in the past, the first two rounds were um, on TV, and then the third round usually wasn't. Okay. But, um, yeah, it's always been three rounds, uh, 12 picks each round. But I don't so I even know who we picked in the third round. I do think that even though you guys have a lot of rookies, I think they're all going to stay – they'll all end up somewhere in the league. And I think, uh, you know, your team is – they're going to build around these this these young rookies and these young – you guys are a really young team, but you guys are also in a really – I think you guys are in a really good situation long term. Do you want to – do you want to talk a I little mean, bit about the, the, the current setup of the team? Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to just kind of a fresh start. Uh, like, we, I don't know if you, everyone knows this, but we got a new coach, uh, entire new staff. Um than the last couple of years. So I'm excited. It's going to be tough. Uh, like you said, we have a lot of rookies who are going to have to get adjusted to the league, but I think we have like a good group. We have what four or five of us who are, or four of us who are 27, between 27 and 29. So I think, or maybe five of us, I don't know. But um, 
I think we're like all just looking forward to it. We know it's going to be difficult playing with such a young team, but I think the talent is there. The energy is definitely going to be there because my rookie year, I just feel like I could outrun anybody. Um, so, so we have like six other people that think the same way and can outwork everyone. That's going to put us in a really, really good spot. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, it's it's going to be different. We're going to be a little small uh, going up against the six eights and the six nines, and we got you know six four. But um, you know, we're gonna have heart. We're gonna play hard. We're gonna work. And uh, I think that's just kind of what we have to start with, and then figure it out from there. But super, super excited. I just, uh, I just want to start at least like to practice with each other, training camp. Like we just like not doing nothing. It's so frustrating. I know. I I can imagine, and you know, uh, I know the real reason you're so excited is because, uh, you guys drafted, um. Sabrina Ionescu, who's compared, who's been compared to James Harden, and uh, now you guys are going to play like the Rockets, and you just yeah. all year you've been just praising them and praising them, and now you get to play like them. So that's going to be great for you. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of it like that. To be honest, that's actually funny. <laughs> um, yeah, because you know I love James Harden and his defense, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think uh, that is one difference that the two of them have. I think people are pretty complimentary about her as a defender. Whereas James yeah. Harden, you know, he gets disparaged very unfairly. Uh, is it unfair though? I, th- I think he, you know, I think if they had let the NBA players finish the season, maybe he makes second team all defense. I don't know. What? <laughs> no, Get out of here. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, like super excited for Sabrina. Obviously her college career was like incredible. Um, like you can't deny that. So, I'm glad that uh, we got her, obviously. She's going to make a name for herself, no doubt. Um, it is good for us because she has been uh, in the media a lot. So she's definitely going to bring some good attention, media attention to our team. So hopefully that gets people watching, gets people involved, especially with uh, Tina Charles not coming back. We kind of – she was, you know, the the face, the media attention person, like, you know. So it is good that we got Sabrina. You know, I hope she's ready to work. It's going to be – Different for sure, but you know she's a competitor. Uh, you see her like when you see her play, she got definitely got some energy. She's determined. She got some fire. Uh, all good stuff that I think can translate into the league. And I think that uh, the other great thing about the draft is uh, the New York Liberty didn't draft a center, which to me is like a vote of confidence in you and Amanda. And I think that uh, yeah, I think yeah, that you're... I'll take that. <laughs> I was really surprised they didn't. Just because, you know, they have more depth, but depth in the in the big spot. But, you know, they really stick into this small ball thing. I think they want, you know, agile post players. And I think me and Amanda can do that. Um, so it's definitely a leap of confidence for them. Makes me feel great. Makes me excited. Um, like I said, and especially after taking last season off, I'm, like, anxious to get back with the WNBA. Like, I feel like I haven't played for New York in, like, six years. And it's, I mean, it's only been, like, a year, but... It seems like forever. <laughs> no, I New York's like that. I haven't been in New York in a month, and you go, was I ever in New York? Have I ever been to New York? Like, was I in New York this decade? Like, <laughs> I feel like it's been at least 10 years. Like, well, it hasn't been this decade. This decade just started, and it's been a rough one. Oh, my God. It is 2020. Okay, well, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> this has been a weird – I mean, it felt like – was. Did Prince die in 2019? And then everybody was like, we'll never have a worse year than 2019. This has been crazy, man. No, Prince died before that. Yeah, my wife just popped in and was like, he died two years ago. You know what? He lived on with me. (laughs) (laughs) He was there in spirit, and that's all that matters. Yeah. I I still hold a place for my I've Actually, I've been playing a lot of Prince with my kid because it's like, it's great adult music that a baby can still vibe to. Yeah, it's not like... Yeah. Every other word and the beat, the bass ain't gonna blow your drums out. I play, so I was told I can't play any more Snoop Dogg in front of my kid. <gasps> what? I know it's too. Sipping on gin and juice, you can't, you can't play that. I mean, I was playing Young Snoop Dogg, and he swears so aggressively when he. I mean, my favorite oh. Snoop Dogg album is Doggy Style, so. Oh yeah, well yeah. Uh, and then I, but, I agree. <laughs> I was able to get away with a lot of Outkast, and then I tried to split the difference and play Lil Wayne. And Lil Wayne is awesome. He's not even like 
my baby doesn't know because he's not aggressive like Snoop Dogg, but he says such graphic shit that you just can't play uh, on a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he even think he would be a good option to play? Because he's just so. I just love his vibe. I mean, it is a good vibe for a baby to be. If you could play edited Lil Wayne for a baby, it would be really good, but it wouldn't be a lot of words. No, it's gonna be bleeped out every other word. Yeah, yeah. He just, you know, you know. One of my favorite songs would be of his would be a uh, blank money blank. You know that song? The uh, yeah. Song? yeah, yeah. Oh yes, I love it. Like you cannot play that. You cannot yeah. play that for a baby. Yeah, no. My baby, I mean, she's not gonna know what you're talking about, but yeah, it's That's a slow song. It's like now is the time to play uh, that kind of music for her because she can't snitch on me. That's how I feel. Yeah, like, until she, I mean, mm. let me not get you in trouble. I'll say yeah. do it when the wife's not there, but don't, let me, don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but she has, I mean, she has so much energy. What age did you get into into team sports? Because, like, I can't wait till she's, like, three or four and we can let her chase a ball around or something. Um, I think, like, the earliest thing you could do is, like, soccer, but I never did that because uh, soccer is just not my thing. But I remember playing t-ball. Um, also, you were in nice. Iowa and you're tall. Like that's not a soccer environment. No. You're in a basketball family, uh, right? <laughs> right. So, so I started playing t-ball and ran track. I started running track like super young. I was fast too. Like, ooh, I was super fast. And then I think I started like the YMCA league with basketball at like four or five, and that was just awful. I mean, my dad showed me videos, and it's just like, Kia, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Well, I don't need her to be good. And... I just need her to be tired <laughs> by the end of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, all I do is run around and make friends. So shoot the ball at the bottom of the net. That's about how it I'm going to tell her to do all the things that they – I mean, basically, you know that one kid who just runs in circles around the person with the ball? Like, they don't even – Yeah. That's what that – that's, that's the best – if you want to go pro, that is what you want your kid doing because that kid just – is in such better shape than all the other kids. And then when they finally get the ball two years later, they appreciate it and they do the right things with it. I'm going to tell her to be that kid. Yeah. Yeah. Be that kid. I think she'll be great. Okay, cool. Good. (laughs) I mean, she's kind of low key, pretty coordinated for a 10 month old. I mean, I'm sure everybody feels that way, but like, you know, she can move stuff that from hand to hand pretty confidently. What? Oh my gosh, she's a star. She's already. She is definitely killing it. Yeah. Uh. She's a star. I'm saying it right now. She's gonna be a star. That would. I mean, you've been pretty good about <laughs> predicting stuff too. Most of your predict. I mean, you were right about Anthony Davis being the star. You're probably right about her too. I mean, what can I say? I'm nice. I think low-key anthony davis is enjoying this he's like i proved everybody wrong and i also don't have to go against Kawhi in the playoffs and be unproven like he's right like he the lakers are all kind of acting like they won the finals how do you feel about that i mean i in my mind they won the finals so go ahead go ahead act like it so I don't ridiculous. Care. LeBron is like doing dunks <laughs> in his house and like, oh, Giannis, you don't want to show up and play me. Like, what are you talking about? Yep. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I, uh, it is sad. Like, this was supposed to be like the Lakers to win this for Kobe. And now they might not even get the chance. Like, I just can't see the NBA coming back. I mean, I feel like they're, they're going to find a way because the NBA makes so much money. But it's just going to be different. I think the move is just to go, let's start with the playoffs. I know it would feel weird at first. Like, at, the thing is, there's going to be excuses no matter what. Like, Okay, so here's a question. Here's sure. a question. Let's say the Lakers end up winning. So LeBron gets his, what, fourth ring? Yeah. I mean, how many rings he got? So he gets his fourth ring. So do you think there's always going to be, like, a little asterisk by this one? Like, oh, yeah, he won, no. but it was during COVID-19, so does it really count? People say that, but nobody puts an asterisk next to Tim Duncan's ring from the Jordan season. People forget about that stuff. I mean, people don't even remember. I was thinking about, like, people were having the greatest teams of the last 20 years debate. 
and nobody mentions that Spurs team that beat LeBron and Dwayne Wade in the finals, and that team was really mm-hmm. good. Like, people forget about – people just remember who won. Yeah. I mean – Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like – well, probably because I – I mean, my Twitter feed is, like, either diehard LeBron fan or diehard we don't think – we don't like him. He's overrated. So, I see – I mean, I'm the diehard LeBron yeah. fan. But um, I just see a lot of, like, oh, the LeBron wins. Like, this season doesn't count. Or, like, watching the MJ documentary and then LeBron posting a picture of, like, uh, him – or Jordan winning his first chip and then LeBron made a caption, like – I know that feeling so well, like some some proud moment, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, LeBron made the moment about himself. Like, why can't he just let Jordan?" So I'm like, "Dude, like he's just relating to it because he knows what it's like to have all these expectations and not win, and then when he finally win, like, I don't know. I just feel like nobody's ever gonna be happy." Also, he made it like, on with his Instagram. I mean, it's one thing. It's one thing to make something about you in somebody else's space. But if you're within right. your own social media and then people seek it out and put it on the front of Yahoo, I mean, that's very disingenuous to me. Yeah. It's like, dude, it's his Instagram. Like he's relating to one of the greatest players, if not the greatest player of all time. So like, just relax. People just like to be mad about anything these days. Meanwhile, like Carmen Electra is, chiming in that every single time they show a place where she's had sex with Dennis Rodman, she's like, by the way, you know she did that? Oh my gosh. I don't did hate she? it though. But she was she was like, yeah, we had sex at the Bulls practice facility. Just no one asked her. She just volunteered that information on Instagram. Uh, same as you want with Dennis Rodman, but he was that man back in the day. Yeah. Like, well, you see his track record, you'd be like, damn. <laughs> well, nobody I think realized like my theory is that nobody re- nobody realized how how cool that was, and he wasn't even a cool guy. But just to be like, just to be punk rock and a pro athlete is a very cool corner to be on. Like you, yeah, it's very rare. And he didn't care, and he should to pre- uh, to games and crop tops and short shorts, and he just didn't, didn't like didn't care. And I think that's incredible. Yeah, like. Just be you freely. I think that's awesome. Yeah, and low-key, I mean, Russell Westbrook took a lot of fashion stuff from Dennis Rodman and just made it, like, better and safer. It's kind of like uh, how Cameron started wearing goofy pink hoodies, and then Kanye was like, yeah, well, I, I can wear entire pink outfits, but they're going to actually look good. And then Kanye got right. the credit. Yeah, but it's just incredible, like... I wish they did more on him. Maybe we'll see more like next week or this weekend. Uh, you're a you're a Dennis Rodman fan. I mean, yeah, I think he's incredible. Just like he perfected his role, I think it's amazing. Obviously, he's a defensive player. I'm a defensive player. Like, I think that's incredible. I think, like, you just go out and get twenty boards for the hell of it. <laughs> I'm a fan <laughs> of his too. I also think like just the idea that he went from the Pistons to the Bulls and made it work like i think that's that just speaks to how good he was that they were cool with it like you remember when Joakim Noah went from the Bulls to the Knicks and there were still like Knicks fans that uh, that didn't fuck with him just because of how competitive he was when he was on the Bulls yeah but i mean times are just different these days but that was funny yeah. People be so personal, like, dude, just, he's on your team, just be happy. Like, <laughs> ugh. anyway, people, people are annoying. But yeah, I think, I mean, I'm annoyed by the fact that, uh, everybody acts like it either would have been the Lakers or the Bucks. Uh, oh, you know what was interesting, though? So, like, LeBron was doing all of this social media stuff about how, uh, how he felt really good about the Lakers and he wished they'd gotten a chance to, finish the season and stuff because he felt really good about the team and they were going to, you know, he felt like they were going to win the championship and all of that. And then Kawhi, I think strategically, I I mean, I have this conspiracy theory that Kawhi's a genius and like a chess playing genius, but Kawhi just had his trainer leak that Kawhi's in the best shape of his life. And then LeBron stopped messaging about how he thought the Lakers were going to win it all. 
<laughs> oh my god. And then Giannis I started mean, complaining about how he doesn't have a basketball hoop in his backyard. Oh my gosh, this is <laughs> why why is NBA like high school girls? They really this are. I mean, like. it's so funny. It's so funny. And Kawhi, I mean, Kawhi's the he's the top one right now. Like they can't fuck with him. I mean, yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, I wish they had like a reality show. That would be so funny, but like real reality. Like I wanna, I want all the beef, all the drama. I want all the pettiness. I want to see LeBron calculating his next Instagram post, and I want to see the reactions of all the other players. Like that would be so funny. I mean, they could because the the funny thing about all of these NBA players is that when they get sensitive, they all go to the same place to confide their feelings, and that place is Aubrey Graham. <laughs> so Drake got all the tea. All of them. He's Drake like best friends there. with KD, Giannis, LeBron, Kawhi. Like all the really James all of Harden. them. Really all of them. He's like, the only person on the planet who's friends with James Harden and Giannis. Those two hate each other. <laughs> oh man, that'd be funny. Yeah, Drake got all the tea. He needs to spill some of that. Yeah, That's what's funny. what's going on with that? Why why has Drake never you know, like, how the top mean girl always embarrasses one of the girls beneath her to show her dominance? So Because everybody knows Drake is on top. You love him or hate him, but you can't deny the fact that Drake is that guy right now. Like, so you can't deny that. So the NBA player that Drake is going to – I guess he tried to clown Draymond, but he – I mean, Draymond doesn't give a fuck. He can't really – you can't fuck with Draymond. He's like Dennis Rodman. Uh, Really? You don't think so? I don't know. <laughs> I have my own opinions about Draymond, so okay. it's just I don't think he's as good as uh, Rodman was. So. Well, I'm just saying, as a personality, you can't really get under his skin because. Oh, just... okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. But he's not. He's not. I don't think he's at the level of Dennis Rodman. I do think Draymond's. I think he's a Hall of Famer, but. I Do you think he would have been a Hall of Famer if he wasn't on Golden State? No, but I also don't think that Adam Vinatieri is a Hall of Famer if he wasn't with the Patriots. Like, does that make sense? Like, well, I don't even know who that is. So, <laughs> like the kicker that won all those Super Bowls with the Patriots. Like, because he was on the Patriots, he got the opportunity to excel in big games. Like, who's a? Mm, I mean, okay, you could okay, okay. convince me that Robert Ory's a Hall of Famer, but I would lean against it. He's probably not. That's not a. Who's like a situational Hall of Famer? Like somebody who is only, who's only a Hall of Famer because they were in the perfect spot for them, but probably wouldn't have been otherwise. Uh, that's tough. I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. Yeah. So I, I don't know if, uh, I mean, I don't know. I think that Draymond Green and Paul George have very different resumes, but I think they have, similar cases to be made for the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do think Draymond is good at his role. Like, he can get under your, scent, under your skin. He's a pest on defense. Like, I'm not going to yeah. fault him for that, but he ain't at the same level as Rodman. <laughs> That's, yeah, he's not at the same level as Rodman. I think he's at, like, that Marcus Gasol level where they could be in the Hall of Fame or they could not be, and either mm-hmm. way you're fine with it, but... Yeah. Morris, I mean, I think the thing that they both do that's so underrated is just, like, that passing from the elbow stuff that really makes both those offenses work. Yeah. Did you see his quote um, a couple of days ago where he was, like, us three talking about him playing Steph changed the game of basketball? Do you agree? Do you include okay. him in the three? So I agree with that, but I think that they changed the game of basketball the same way that NWA changed hip-hop, where it's like, yeah, Easy E, Ice Cube, and Dr. Dre changed it a lot more than DJ Yellow. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's people in NWA that aren't household names, but Steph is like Ice Cube, and okay, I don't. I Easy E is like Coach Kerr, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean it makes sense. I mean, and then Dr. Dre is Dr. Dre is Clay, and Clay's the low-key the best one, and Dr. Dre's the best one. Okay. I mean, no doubt they definitely changed the game basketball, but 
I mean, he did his role in that team. You can't, you can't deny that. So it's, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I think people just take it out of context. Like, I mean, I guess, uh, I don't know. He's so lucky it's to be in that situation. I think that's what you're getting at. Like, he's just so lucky to be there because if Draymond Green had been drafted by the Phoenix Suns or even a team like the Celtics or six, like if he's on the Sixers, he never plays. He's like, mm-hmm. he's probably on that garbage Sixers team that, you know, MCW got rookie of the year with that was one of the worst teams ever. And then after that, Embiid, you know, he's backing up Embiid. He's like a career backup center power forward who can't shoot threes. So mm-hmm. he just landed in the perfect spot. But I think that uh, there's plenty of He definitely of made guys. the most of it. What's up? He definitely made the most of it. Yeah. And I also think there's plenty of guys in the in sports all around who succeeded more because of their situation than because uh because they were this transcendent star and sometimes it flips like i really believe that if Kawhi isn't in san antonio he's never an above average shooter like i think there's probably only four or five franchises where he becomes an above average shooter if he goes there hmm. like he has giant I hands i think a lot of t- you know the Wizards, when I was a kid, we had a guy named Dominique McGuire, who is not as good as Kawhi Leonard, but he was like a lockdown defender with giant hands, and he could never shoot, and the Wizards never really did much to help him learn how to shoot, and that's all he ever was. And, you know, even guys like Michael Kidd Gilchrist have had a similar skill set to Kawhi entering the NBA, and they just never learned how to shoot. Hmm. I never thought about it like that. That's a good point, though. So, well, speaking of systems, do you think that are we going to see any three pointers from you next season? Shit, I've been shooting some overseas. Some went in, a lot didn't. So, I feel like working on it. It's just those corners, right? That's, I mean, the corners in the top of the in the top of the arc. That's where the shots. That's where I'm getting my shots. Yeah, why not? So we'll see. I mean, they want us all to shoot, so. Yeah, yeah just add that to your yoga and... workout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's more of a confidence thing. Like, when I'm feeling good, like, I'll be draining that shit in practice all the time. I'll be, like, 20 for 20 from the corner. Like, it'll be some ridiculous shit like that. But then, like, in a game, obviously, it's the confidence thing. So, it's the one thing. Just keep working on it. That's all it is. I feel like you guys are going to get a lot of, like, you guys will be kind of three-point heavy. So, you'll get a lot of opportunity if if you uh if you want it i think it's right there yeah i mean i, mean, I think I so think too and well shit if we shooting, shooting a lot of threes i know we gonna have a lot of old fours to get so i'm definitely gonna clean up those too uh i'm so it's gonna be a lot of this is so this is so uh it's kind of frustrating like this is gonna be this was one of the best – I think it was the best NBA season of my lifetime just in terms of uncertainty. I think that – I don't know that – I think last WNBA season was one of the – besides the fact that, like, a lot of people got hurt in the playoffs and a lot of the stars weren't – you know, were not playing last year. Like, not a lot, mm-hmm. but, like, Maya and Brianna and, you know, I think one or two other people were yeah. on the court. But it was – a great WNBA season last season and this season I think it's going to be awesome but I actually think that uh you guys are set up for like 10 years of awesome so I don't know I hope so yeah let's I mean this season is going to be crazy just because like like I said the off season trades and signs signings were like kind of mind blowing so that kind of set the tone for it to be like a crazy season so I really want it to like happen <laughs> yeah no, if they figure out the NBA playoffs thing, they should just do a shortened, like just a, just an intense short WNBA season after just just to tease people with like there's, I mean, would you say this is the most talented the league's ever been? I, I'll let you. Answer. I mean, I don't know if it's ever been, but it's definitely up there. Like this incoming draft class is really strong. Like there's a lot of potential, like potential draftees to be superstars so it is really hot but like in terms of overall it's just hard to tell kind of same thing with nba like it is generational like 
good the style of players is different. Like I would say these days people are more athletic, you know, stronger, faster. But you know, it's all it all just depends. But yeah, it's like crazy amount of talent for sure. And there's so many players that are just entering their primes or right in the beginnings of their primes are still you know, you have someone somebody like Deladon who's well within her prime and then you have somebody like Chelsea who I really feel like next season she's gonna just be the best player in the world. That's how I feel at least. I mean she's amazing. Like I, I mean, she is amazing. So it's like it's so much talent. There's so much. You can't even I just we just need the 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 time, the chance to showcase it. And I think people will really see it. Yeah. Okay, let's let's end on that. That's like